Yeah. Of course it's going back to Denver. That, that's Look, as somebody Come that, on, that, Chris. that lives in the world of seeing the glass half empty and full of poison and chipped and dirty like we've <laughs> talked about, that series is going back to, uh, to Denver for sure. No question about it. How you feeling, Al? I feel like you take it personal when somebody's more half empty than you. <laughs> you might You're be like, right. oh, no, no, not on my watch. You might not, be right. Not today, buddy. I, I went on with uh, Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas this morning talking about the Lakers, and I, not to give away the whole story, I agree with you, Al. I, I'm in a really good spot. I thought that the Lakers actually had a lot of things to feel really good about. We do the whole thing, and they're at the end like, wow, that's super positive. I said, you need to listen to my show. Trust me, this is not where I live and breathe, but uh, I, I am super positive about it last night. I was listening to the uh the tease the 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 lookie that you had yep and i think we share a lot of the same feelings about what went down last night it obviously you don't want to lose it's the first time they've been behind in a series in, in the playoffs uh so far this year but all in all at the end of the night you're like all right they lost they played pretty well ad was great there's a couple of things you got to clean up it seems like they figured something out with Jokic, but all in all, Al, I agree with you. I thought it was a, a, a relatively positive night if there can be such a thing where you lose the game. It's, it, listen, it's it's a weird, kind of a weird situation where you're down. I love what Braun said. Braun had a quote basically saying, you could lose by 20. You could lose. Yeah. In, in the playoffs, it's the playoffs. You're either, you, you won a game or you didn't win a game. Um, but the Lakers had a chance to win a game that it didn't seem like by the time they got to halftime, there, there should be, even through three quarters. Yeah. Listen, John and Michael, and John kept saying, he's like, all right, well, if they can you just get it down to like 12 or something? Can you sort of make it interesting? Michael kept saying, look, this is a team that they haven't been in this situation before. They're not the Golden State Warriors. That's that's why we don't give the benefit of the doubt, doubt sometimes to the Denver Nuggets because mm-hmm. we haven't seen them do it before. I Trust me, there are a lot of things I know we're going get to get to it throughout the show that I was a little confused about what the Lakers were doing to sure. start the game. I was confused with some decisions towards the end. Um, Darvin Ham, we, we praised him in that in that series against Golden State Warriors. Praised him against some of the adjustments that he made yesterday. Had no idea what they were doing with the starting lineup. But with all that being said, they almost won the game. Yeah. And it seemed like and it seemed like they should they should be if there were two more minutes in that game, I think they're up one nothing. Yeah, it, there, there's. There's a lot of different ways to look at this. We're going to look at it from every possible way we can. I want Laker fans to get in on it too. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Before we get into it, how was it last night there, kind of behind enemy lines, your inside ball arena? Obviously, people there rooting for the Nuggets, you not. It's a uh, it's, it's new, relatively new experience for you, yes? Yeah, so I'll give you just the – so we finish our show, and uh, I pretty much – just because – First time I've ever been to the arena. I don't know where I'm sitting. I don't know any of that stuff's going on. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get ready. I'm going to head down there. Still got to do some prep for the pre, all that. So finally I get down there. First person I see, Sedano. Sedano's like, <laughs> Sedano almost felt like he was the general manager of Ball Arena. Okay. Like he's walking around. I'll just go right through here and just, yeah, the media room's right over there. I'm like, well, thank you, George. Um, <laughs> The second person I see is Kurt Sandoval. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering when you were going to bring this up. Trev, I'm not kidding. <laughs> the first person I saw was Sedano. The second person I saw was Kurt Sandoval, who, by the way, feels so bad every time I tell him. I'm like, oh, it's so great. You thought Travis was 13 years older. We love it. And he's like, he starts like. No, that's not good. It's because of his knowledge. He's so smart. I thought he's uh-huh. just older naturally because of that. I'm like, Kurt. So wise. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 
Kurt, don't worry. It's uh, it's great. We love it. But he feels well. He feels bad. I I would say you love it. I, I I don't know if I'd say we love it. Emily I, really likes. I know, it. I know. I do. That's what I mean. You being Alan, Emily, Taylor, you guys love it. We I'm submitting as a you for Golden group. Bachelor. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. I I don't know how that. Morales they, they loves it too. That. There's a lot of people that. Love yeah, no, I think everybody other than me likes it. Let me ask you this: If if somebody said to you, say, "Hey, you know what? What are you like? Fifty three? Would you like how that feels?" I would just never talk to them again, <laughs> and I would go to HR. <laughs> I hope that you – so Al sends me a picture yesterday. He runs into Kurt at the, uh, at the arena, and I, I open the, the, the text. I'm like, seriously? Like, I'm, I'm getting – I think I'm getting bullied from a 1,000 miles away, and both you guys have this big smile on your faces like, hey, look, we were talking about how old you look again. I'm, I'm telling you, Kurt is like – is <laughs> just hoping it never comes up again. But every time I say, like, Kurt, remember that time? Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, so so get get into the arena. Um, you know, I know this, but I think it just becomes more and more apparent. So the Nuggets, who I think have been around since the 60s, the franchise, I think they were ABA team they were. first. Yes. Okay. They've never been to the NBA Finals. I, ha- which- as, an, as an elder statesman of talk radio, <laughs> I, I, I covered the ABA, the Kentucky Colonels, and the St. Louis Spirits were two of my favorite sure. ABA teams back sure. in the day. No, I know you got jerseys <laughs> all over your, your home. Signed memorabilia from those teams. By the way, how is Colonel spelled C-O-L-O-N-E-L? It's never made any sense to me. It's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. It's cur- was- Colonel? It's Colonel. What yeah, the hell no. are we doing here? I, anyway. I- I didn't know that was coming up, but you're right about that one. Well, you brought up the ABA. It's kind of your fault. All right, so the place, um, environment there, they haven't, been, they haven't been in the NBA Finals. I saw some. They won the first game in a conference final game against Lakers in 79 or whatever it was. You forget that this is a big moment for Denver, right? Like this is a this is a big, big moment for the Denver Nuggets. So what you were just talking about, what's the environment like, what's the vibe like? Where we sit, by the way, which um, – might be the most dangerous seating I've ever seen. I mean, I don't even know how this is not a, a conversation, and there are lawsuits left and right. Trev, bring it up later when we talk to John. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Need, I don't know how these people sit where they're sitting. It's we're in the heart of all the Denver Nugget fans. Okay. We're the only. The visitor radio booth is as if we are, um, <laughs> like they put us in like a dungeon that is that they just want us to only hear. Nuggets fans. So while there's no we're doing other the media broadcast. around you. It's no other just media. you guys. Just us. <laughs> All the media is together, and then it's just visitors, and then there's one guy that that's uh, camera for who knows. Maybe it's their their TV, or it's whether it's local or it's uh, yeah, um, or, or the road team or whatever the case is. But um, the place is freaking electric, and I got to actually give still a lot of Laker fans in Denver. It's not like you know you're coming in here and it's 95 percent uh, all Nuggets fans. Um, but the place was electric. The place was awesome. And then there you are, fourth quarter with you know 45 seconds left to go. And I'm like, I think the Lakers might actually freaking steal this game. Didn't work out the way, but the environment was great. So were you gasping for breath at any point? Did the altitude hit you? Because it did seem like the Lakers got off to a little bit of a sluggish start. I'm playing a bunch of little guys didn't help either, but it did seem like they were – uh, panting a little bit at the game. As the game progressed, it seemed like it was less of an issue, but did you have yeah. any of that going on, just climbing into your seat? Yeah, I, I texted Berg before post game and said, I don't think I could do it. I said, um, you know, 
I'm uh, I'm strong. Okay, I, I couldn't tell if it was the elevation or I'm just not in the best shape. I had to walk around all over the place, and every time I got like 18 steps up, I'm like, let's just take a second here and let's <laughs> let's soak this all in. It's even the elevation. It gets I, you. I don't know if I was soaking it in or I was pretending to soak it in so people didn't think, why is this guy not able to go 18 steps up? <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad that you were in there last night. And you, you brought up something interesting. That was a game that felt like three or four different times Lakers are going to lose by 30. There, there, were, there were a handful of times in that game you're like, all right, this is, this is going bad. Basically, the entire first quarter, you're thinking, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be rough. And the Nuggets would run it out to 17 or 18, and then you know, it's back to 12. Okay, it's, it, it's a basketball game again. Then you go into the half. Uh, Jokic hits that crazy shot at the end of the third quarter. You're just thinking, seriously? Like You kept waiting for the Nuggets to put it away to the point where it's like, get LeBron off the court, get AD off the court, get them you know, the rest that they need, you know, live to fight another day. Only the Lakers never let it get out of hand. They showed a great deal of resiliency, I thought. They showed a great deal of fight. They showed a great deal of just understanding that this is playoff basketball, that there's going to be some runs. Denver was going to come back to the pack at some point, and they made it a game. I mean, they got down, to obviously, to three with about 45 seconds to go or so, but that felt like a game, and this is why I feel as positive about where the Lakers are for the remaining six games as I do. That was a game that they easily could have lost by 20 or more points. That that felt like a game that could have been a 30-point, uh, okay, what do we have on our hands here? And now it's just they played really well. Lakers, I thought, played pretty well too. The Nuggets were a little bit better. They executed a little bit better at the end of the game, and they held on. We'll talk about who panicked a little bit more than the others, but I don't think that Darvin's quote about, look, trust me, we'll, we'll be okay. Trust me. I I I, I believe him. I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought that at the end of the night, it's like you wish they would have won that game, but there wasn't one of these, hey, we got a big problem on our hands. It was, yeah, let's run that back and see what happens again. I feel really good about where they are. There was uh, there was some there's some callers post game, which it, it's I'm not I'm not getting into the details of it because I disagree completely, but it was hey, you know, I, I really think we should have took our guys out. That's the worst thing that could have happened. They had to play Absolutely the entire not. game, and we still got a loss. That's okay, crazy. But I, I'm, I'm with you. It, it wasn't a 30-point game, so you play your guys. But I think sometimes things happen early in a series. It's game one. Can we figure some stuff out even in a loss? I don't know if Darvin Ham thought it's going to be one possession with 45 seconds left to go, but I guarantee you Darvin Ham thought to himself, let me try some things and see what's going to work and not work so I could use this for game two. And as the game just kind of kept going on, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, this is interesting. So if we're putting Rui on on Joker, and Anthony Davis is more of a free safety, okay, okay, I, I got to look at that. What does that look like? Okay, wait, wait, if we put more size in, the rebounding disparity is not as bad. This I thought they were just kind of trying to figure some stuff out for game two, which is, again, it's a seven-game set. This is what you do. You're still trying to get a feel for each other. And then all of a sudden it was the Nuggets trying to run out the clock, mm-hmm. and it was the Lakers, well, we got nothing to lose. And you're right, Trav. I think there's – I mentioned this in the post game. I guarantee you there are a lot of Laker players yesterday in that locker room saying, okay, what – I wish game two was coming up tomorrow or coming up today, right? And I guarantee you there's some people in the Denver Nuggets, and you go read some of those quotes saying, look, that's not the way we wanted the game to end, but we'd much rather have things to correct sure. after a win than a loss. But there was also some of this, okay, that team's coming too. They're good. 
They're both really good. They're both. This is going to be a long series. This is going to be something that goes well beyond four games, five games. I would put it right now. This is a seven game series. The Lakers are going to have to find a way to win one of those games in Denver. Maybe have to win a couple of those games in Denver. We're going to talk about all this. Now, we talked about a lot of the positive things that happened to the Lakers last night. A couple of things, too, that do make you go, all right, can they do that again? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee plus Ask Lindsay coming up at 1045. Make sure you send those in as well. It's all straight ahead. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So, Al, when you and Kurt were done making fun of me, I know you had to go do your uh, your pregame show, and you were on the air when they did the NBA draft lottery. Yeah. Um, did you did you get a chance to watch it as it unfolded at all by chance? No. No, I didn't get a chance, and I will tell you this. So, <laughs> Michael super excited about it right and michael been telling me leading up to this thing for like two months anybody but the spurs (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny so we we anybody but the spurs we were talking about it yesterday and i i looked you know it would be interesting like portland would be really interesting put them together with lillard or you could package lillard and kind of rebuild around when benyama it felt like there and then when portland didn't show up where they were supposed to show up you're like ooh, this Mm. is kind of interesting all of a sudden then they opened number four and it was uh who who was number four rockets Rockets were number four and i'm like oh my gosh it's gonna happen for whatever reason it never occurred to me that the spurs were gonna get him of course they were gonna get him of course they were. They have an incredible amount of success with international players, French players in particular with Tony Parker and Boris Diaw. They've only had the number one pick two other times. Both of them were big men that were absolute grand slams when it came to playing in the NBA, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. When you saw it, you're like, oh, yeah, of course Wimbenyama is going to be on the Spurs. Where else would he have gone? Yeah, I was looking to, and I was just curious because I had forgot, I, I'm, how long do you expect Pop to keep coaching? He's 74. It, yeah, well, I mean, that's not young. That's not super old the way that it used to be super old, but it's yeah. it's it's also not 54, right? It's there. There's a big difference between those two things. But I, I would think, look, Popovich is such a smart coach. 
he knows that this doesn't happen very oh, yeah. often. So if nothing else, I got to at least get this thing started. Maybe I can't see it to the end of his career or anything like that, but I can at least put this young guy on a path to have a great deal of success because everybody seems to believe that he's going to be a can't-miss guy. Mm. I, I think it's probably more likely than not that he is. I'm, I've, you've heard me say this. That he's so thin and so tall always kind of makes my my uh, my antennas go up just because those guys tend to break fairly easily. But, um, of course, he's a spur. And, of course, the Lakers are going to have to deal with him over and over and over again. He couldn't even land in the east. He had to land in the west. <laughs> well, it was uh, – yeah, it, it, the hype of something like that. I know we talked a little bit about it yesterday. For the Lakers, when they had those years where they weren't making the playoffs, this was everything. I mean, the draft lottery was everything. And there was not a Wembenyama in the draft. No. Now, Granted, there was a Jason Tatum mm. who went after the Lakers selected number two, um, but th- it was it was it was a really big deal. We were doing draft parties, we were doing you know everything that we were doing. And yesterday, I don't want to say it snuck up, but it kind of snuck up on me. And that's maybe just because maybe it wouldn't have been the case if Lakers aren't in the Western Conference Finals. But yeah, Wembenyama, San Antonio Spur. You're right. What the hell were we thinking? That's probably where he was supposed to go. No, Wembenyama has been on the radar for a long time. It's just mm-hmm. that the Lakers weren't going to be in the lottery, so I think it kind of just that that juxtaposition of the whole thing. All right, so let's talk about last night. The Lakers played well, in, in particular on offense, and this this is. This is my fear. I think they're going to be better defensively. I think that what they figured out with Rui on Jokic obviously was a much better plan than what they did early to have Schroeder, Russell, and Reeves on the court at the same time. They were way too small, and Denver just killed them on the glass. Jokic was going crazy. AD had to guard him, and it didn't work very well. When they made that switch, it was a lot better. So I think that they'll be better defensively. Obviously, a Jokic counter move is coming as well. If you're looking at this, though, and trying to, and while we're all very positive about it at the moment, the Lakers shot 89% on 26 free throws. That's probably not going to happen again. The Lakers knocked down 46% of their three-point shots. That's almost certainly not going to happen again. The Lakers made 55% of their shot attempts. That's a very high percentage for a team that's not a, 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 a good shooting team typically. The Lakers, on a scale of 1 to 10, were probably a, a 9 offensively, and they lost. Like if you're if you're looking for, I know that they're going to be better defensively, but even with an excellent offensive effort, they still came up a little short. That was the one thing that at the end of the night you're like, all right. I know Denver was really good too, but the Lakers performed offensively to a level that they typically are not at. Well, I'll add to it too. AD had forty. LeBron yes. had twenty six, twelve, and nine. Austin Reeves had twenty three and eight. Mm-hmm. Rui Hachimura had seventeen. Now, that's four players that all contribute. Usually you look for, hey, if LeBron and Anthony Davis can get you theirs, and then just give me two role players. I don't care who they are. Is it Dennis Schroeder, D'Lo? Is it Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves? Is it Reeves, Rui Hachimura? doesn't really matter. Lonnie Walker. That's enough to win most games. Um, You know, it's funny. The more I've been thinking about it this morning, a couple things I I think have been some head-scratching. They're head-scratchers for me. Knowing that Denver has, you're right about the Lakers were excellent on offense yesterday. But I think the thing that confused me and has confused me more and more as I sit here today, Denver had the best offense in the NBA. And I I thought to start out the game, the message should all be about defense. And I thought the fact that they went a three-guard lineup 
the same lineup that they had going up against the Golden State Warriors, and it's a completely different team that offers completely different, you know, perspective from size and length and there, everything It's a different else. puzzle to pass. It's, completely it's a, different puzzle. Yeah. Trev, in the first half, and they lost the game in the first half. I know they, I know they, they came back, and I know they had a chance. They gave up seventy-two points in the first half. Mm-hmm. They were out rebounded. I want to say. There was one point it was twenty one to six out rebounded, and another point it was ten to one offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. The first half, giving up those seventy two, pretty much called the game. You're right that the Lakers probably won't have that type of offensive contributions, but that hasn't been that's not the identity of the Lakers anyways. They they have guys that can score, they have guys that can contribute, but the Lakers win because you and I are sitting there and saying God, you can't score against them. And in that fourth quarter, there was that was much more the Laker version that has got them to the Western Conference Finals. I thought the first half and even that third quarter, the, the, Denver was hitting, still hitting every. They were hitting incredibly tough shots. They were hitting shots at the end of shot clocks or at the buzzer or whatever the case is. But it was just it was different than what the Lakers. They have an identity, and I felt like they went away from their identity in the first twenty four minutes. The Lakers did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they starting small like that didn't make a ton of sense. The Nuggets are big. They're they're one of the few teams no that, sense that, that can be as big as the Lakers are, and the Lakers can go as big as almost anybody too. And and they finally did, and the game got a lot closer. Now look, Jokic and, and Mike Malone, they're going to have an answer for Rui. It's not like this is a up. Oh, just stick Rui on him and everything. He's a two-time MVP for a reason. They're the number one seed. They, they have good players. They have, Jamal Murray was terrific last night, too. Got in a little bit of foul trouble. But they have some counter punches that's coming back the other way. But I really think that the offenses, both teams yesterday, were terrific offensively. Both of them. They both played a brilliant brand of offensive basketball. But what the Nuggets did feels like it's a more repeatable thing than what the Lakers did. The Lakers shooting lights out from behind the three-point line is not what they do. The Lakers and the Lakers are a decent free-throw shooting team, but when you're shooting 90% as a team, LeBron was the only one that missed a free-throw. He went 8 of 11. 8 That's of right. 11 is a great yeah. night at the free-throw line, yeah, you're right. and he was the only one that missed. AD was 11 out of 11. I think uh, Reeves was 4 out of 4. All of those offensive things, like even if they all stay good but just kind of correct themselves a little bit, how much better do you have to get defensively, right? If you're going to give back, let's say, 10 or 12 points offensively, well, now you got to get nearly 20 points better defensively to be in that game. That's a big ask. I know that they're going to be better, but are they going to be 20 points better? I don't know. Denver's offense is really good. They got a lot of options. I think that the offense comes back down, the defense comes up. I just don't know if you can make up that gap that at the end of the night, as good as I felt about it, Denver's offense production did not feel out of line to what they do while the Lakers did. So I want to go back to something you said. You mentioned um, you mentioned the, hey, Michael Malone and, and, and Nikola Jokic, they're going to make adjustments too. So even if sure. you, hypothetically, let's say you started Rui or Jared Vanderbilt, they're going to make their adjustments. But I, I want to go back to the beginning of the game because I, I this is where I think the game was decided. You, the Lakers have a very unique roster where they can play and adjust to other teams while other teams can only play one way. The Golden State Warriors can only play one way. The Lakers could have played small <laughs> to adjust to them. The Lakers could play with what Memphis was throwing at them. Now you got a team like the Denver Nuggets that's bigger, that they got more size, they got um, they got more length. Well, They're the probably Lakers, more athletic too, the right? La- 
the, the Lakers have that too, yeah. right? That they they have players that can represent that. So my my only thing when I keep kind of I don't want to I don't want to harp on it too much, but when you say that, listen, the Nuggets were going to make adjustments either way. My problem is you basically said um, by the time you got to halftime. You gave up 72 points. You're out-rebounded by 17. You dug yourself such a hole that by the time you said, well, why are we being too cute here? Let's just let's match up with who we have against these guys. And whether that was you know, the, the adjustment of Rui on, on Joker, yeah, Rui's not going to make Joker shoot 20% the rest of the series. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I think, think so. we know that. But, but I felt like they got a little too cute to start the game and that by the time the second half started – they that all of a sudden now you started looking at the Lakers and saying, yeah, that's the Lakers that that got them this far. Yeah, look, they 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 made a mistake with the lineup that they had last night, the the, the starting lineup that they got it figured out at halftime, and they were a lot better after that. That that, that we have a moment to point at Darvin and say, yeah, that that's probably something you shouldn't have done. He's been really good. I don't think he's going to fall into that trap again. I think that we've. I, I agree. W- one of the things that we were worried about coming into the postseason, just kind of at large, was his inexperience and how will that manifest itself in the postseason and so far it really hasn't did he make a mistake last night yeah probably P- probably but he can fix that i just don't know if there is an answer for what Jokic does that that my my problem with this is the lakers did play a really solid half defensively they did get a little bit of an answer on Jokic, but it still wasn't good enough and i'm not sure it was just exclusively the hole that they dug from themselves from the very beginning that was a big part of it but I think there was another part, too, that I want to do when, when, uh, when we get back to it. The Lakers had something in the fourth quarter that the Nuggets did not, which I think is going to serve them very, very well the deeper that this series goes. So that comes next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I know that we talked a lot about what was happening on the court yesterday in the uh, Denver Lakers game, but one of my favorite things that I was focusing on during that game (laughs) was who was courtside. So our favorite guy, Russell Wilson, was courtside yesterday, and he was the only celebrity, I think, there, probably, because ESPN was paying into him for everything. So he just looked very, um, I don't know. Robotic, uh, whenever they panned him. So uh, he like would like clap as if he like didn't know what was going on. Um, I but- got like a second wind every time I looked at him. <laughs> I'm like this this guy right here. Right, exactly. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm curious, Emily. You're not a fan. I'm not a fan. Al is a fan. So all three of our opinions are out. <laughs> 
Right. So, Taylor, did you see what we're talking about? Were you watching the game last night? I saw Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson yeah, cutaways. Just, he, he's always giving me creepy vibes, too. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, here we be, go. Because he's been infiltrated. No, I think Taylor is the most <laughs> honest person in the group. I think that he's the one. But it, I couldn't agree with you more. When they cut to him, it's like, okay, am I on camera? Okay, now you put your hands together to make noise, and you raise your hands over your head, and that's what a human being would do that, that is, is excited about this moment. Do I turn to a person next to me and high-five them, or do I just sit here and, and, and bang my hands together until the red light on the camera goes off? It looks so odd. Uh, it, it just I, looked I would love, bizarre. I would love for them to pan into him, and you see somebody going three, two, one and then it's like go Russell and he's <laughs> cheering but it's a timeout and nobody else is standing up. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. So also so you know how M- NBA TV will do their own kind of like highlight recaps with like their host will like talk over it similar to what ESPN does. So this is sound from M- NBA TV when they were doing the highlights from the game yesterday. And it leads to the alley maybe the play of the game. Murray to Aaron Gordon. Russell Wilson likes it. He can't pass it that good. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody is jumping on the anti-Russell Wilson uh, bandwagon there. Yeah, he's look, he's easy to pile on, and I enjoy doing it as much as the next guy, but there's just something. Every time that guy pops up, you're like, yeah, that's not how a real person would act. That That looked very artificial. That looked very just performative I, I don't know i'm glad taylor i'm glad that you kind of get that same vibe from him it's just very yeah un- since he moved to denver too like i never i never thought about them that way in seattle for some reason but i don't know because he was good it could honestly yeah. is it just that because they used to be pretty he wasn't good doing in seattle? commercials it was it's just when you're winning i guess everything's all right and you lose it's it's not a good deal but all right sleep last night the game was all denver until about five minutes to go and then all of a sudden the lakers really started to chip into that lead they got much better defensively and denver got a little cold there was something else that started to happen and 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 i want to give the lakers credit for this all night long but in particular in the last five minutes of the game denver got tight as hell you you could really see them start. They they stopped getting good shots. They started forcing some things. They you said they they started to try to maybe run out the clock a little yep. bit as opposed to continue to do what they'd done through the first you know three and a half quarters of the night. That the Nuggets finally got a little pressure on them. They puckered hard down those last five minutes. The Lakers were on the verge of getting blown out all night long. And they had no role in them at all. They had no fear, no panic. We've, we've talked about this from the beginning of the playoffs. Other than LeBron and AD, what exactly experience do you have in the postseason with this group? And how will you respond when things go badly? When things go well, everybody responds well. But when they go badly, how do you respond? The Lakers have responded wonderfully to difficult situations. They really have. I haven't seen too many moments where it looks like they're panicking because something is happening. <laughs> Stop doing your Russell Wilson impression. The Nuggets, though, the second it got tight, they got super tight. And I think that these games are going to be close. I don't think you're going to have a lot of blowouts. And I think that you're going to see that Nugget pucker factor become a real difference because the Lakers have shown none of it. All right. You know, we were talking a little bit about first two rounds for the Denver Nuggets, and it didn't really seem like they've been tested. And they haven't really gone through any adversity. Um, That's – listen, this is a – there's a – Big difference between – there's a reason why when you're saying Lakers are up 3-1 on the Golden State Warriors of, hey, I wouldn't count them out. Al, it's the Golden State Warriors. There's a reason why LeBron James and Anthony Davis um, 
take game six as serious as they did versus Memphis and the Warriors. They've been there. They've done that. Guys, we're not going back. I mean, this is this is when you end rounds. If you don't end it now, they have the experience. They've been – you think LeBron's been in it. You think there was a moment in yesterday's game yesterday where LeBron was getting nervous and saying, I don't know about this. But moment. it's this never crowd's... been my concern with LeBron. I know, and, it's and been I know everybody it else. I, I know it hasn't. What I'm, what I'm saying is that you can – as long as you have one person, and it's a guy like LeBron, right, that is – he's the leader of your team. He's the guy that everybody follows. If he's going to act a certain way, a lot of other people are going to act that way as well. For Joker and Jamal Murray, and it, listen, they're a tremendous basketball team, and they're fun to watch, and they're, um, you know, Jamal Murray was hitting such beautiful shots yesterday. Joker, his stats at halftime was better than 95% of the rest of the league, and that was at half. Right. But what you can't look on a stat sheet is there's four minutes left to go. We have to win game one because we were just up 17, 18 points. They're in this up 21 game. in the fourth quarter, in the second half. Up 21. The crowd here, imagine how devastating this would be to our crowd if we lost game one after all of this. And the reason why I mention that is because you can tell they were feeling that pressure. Yes. And and you think the pressure is going to get any less as the series goes on? Absolutely not. And you bring up a good point. Had the Nuggets blown that game, that is a catastrophe. That is an absolute catastrophe of a game that you had a 21-point lead in the second half. You had a night where Jokic was basically unstoppable for three quarters, and then they just let it slip through their fingers. That, that, you, you said it at the beginning of the show. They can feel good about going into their locker room knowing that, hey, we got to get some stuff cleaned up. we got to figure out a way to do some things differently. We're also up one to nothing. That, that's actually probably the perfect scenario for them to be up, win the game, at home, hold serve. And, oh, by the way, you got everybody's attention that this is going to be really hard and you have to get better. The Lakers, though, they didn't have any of that. Nothing. There, there was nothing other than the time kind of ran out. We got off to a slow start. We probably had the wrong five guys on the court to start, or at least mm-hmm. a couple of the wrong guys on the court to start. And we're going to be okay. This was not a, oh, damn, we missed an opportunity. This was not a, oh, damn, they kicked our ass and we got no chance to get back into this. This was, yeah, we, you know, slow start, but we're all right. You see, those guys tightened up at the end of the game, and it was kind of everybody. Murray was really good. Jokic was really good. But for the last four minutes of that game, Jokic didn't have a field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and part of it is, you know, you're going to start to miss a few. Part of it is they had Hachimura on him, and part of it is Pucker. You get tight. It's just it's human nature. And if you haven't been through it, you don't know what it feels like. You don't know how to react to it. You don't know how to power through it because – like anything else, think about the first time you did a radio show. Your heart's banging 100 miles an hour and you're nervous, and you realize that, you know what, in five minutes this is going to go away. But, but the first time you do it, you don't know that. You feel like you're going to die the whole time you're talking. Sure. That, that's, this is the first time for these guys. to be not, not just to be in the Western Conference Finals, because it's not their first time there, but to be expected to win. To have a big lead on LeBron James, to have a big lead on, on Anthony Davis, who's having a great night, and start to see it go away. There's fear that comes along with that. There's no fear for the Lakers. I think it's a huge advantage for them. And I and I think if, you know, yesterday's game wrapped up and Lakers lost that game by 18, 19 points or something like that, then maybe you take a little bit away and say, you know what, maybe Denver, maybe this isn't bothering them. Maybe this stage is, guys, okay, we're good to go. But the way that game played out, 
there was nothing towards the final couple of minutes that didn't tell you that was a team that was staring up at that clock and saying, oh, geez. Yeah, why oh, is it running so slow? Why is it running so slow? <laughs> why do they keep taking free throws? What do you think? And I, I know we're – and we'll do this in, at 11 as well. We, we got to ask Lindsey coming up. But what do you think of that shot by Braun? What do you think of that three with 45 seconds to go? Two things can be true at the same time. I'm going to use my line again. I hated the decision to take that shot. I thought it was way too early in the shot clock. LeBron has not been shooting the three shot, the three ball particularly well. I I, I deeply, deeply disliked the decision to take a three-point shot right there or that guy take that three-point shot in that spot. Darvin Ham said it really well. You know how many times that guy's made that shot? If he likes that shot, I'm 100% okay with him taking it. And I kind of, I'd rather LeBron attack the basket. I'd rather, I, I still think the most indefensible thing I have seen in my NBA life is LeBron James with a head of steam going to the rim. It, it, it's not, we saw him do it against Memphis. We saw him do it against Minnesota, both with the finish and both with the kick to Schroeder. That would have been my choice. I would have liked to have seen a timeout there. I would have liked to have seen something set up. But to say, LeBron, what the hell are you doing? It, it felt like it in the moment. Darvin's explanation actually kind of pulled me off the edge a little bit because if if Darvin is okay with it and LeBron thinks it's a good shot, all right, fine. I, I can live with it. I I hated it, though. Okay. <laughs> Does that well, make by, sense? by the way, no, I, I think that's a that's a really yeah. good way to put it because I think there's I think there's two perspectives on it. I was trying to, you know, as you can imagine. The only thing most people remember right after a game is they're not they're going to forget about that you came back from 21 down. They're going to forget about what great defense the Lakers were playing in the fourth quarter. They're going to forget about the adjustments. They're going to forget, forget about all that. They're going to remember 45 seconds left in the game. Lakers are down three, and bon, Bron takes a 25-footer. That's what they're going to remember. Mm-hmm. And the way I tried explaining it was the best way that I could think of Bron in that situation is saying – we came back from 21 down. We're down three. I got Jamal Murray right here in front of me. Um, I'm gonna. I got a chance. If I hit this three, this game is over. If the Lakers tie this game, they're probably gonna win this game. And that's probably what he's saying. He's saying to himself, "I've been in this position before. I've been in this situation. I'm going for the dagger, even though that just ties the game. Just mentally, it's probably a dagger for yep, the Denver Nuggets simply because of I the agree. situation. And I'm with you that. This is a man that has the utmost confidence in himself in that situation. And I, I couldn't agree more with, sounds good, take a couple dribbles in, <laughs> see if you can get to the free throw line. Yeah. They, by the way, they were living at the free throw line. You know what's crazy that, too, Al? Quarter. Did, you, you tell me, I'm watching it on TV on my couch, and as LeBron's bringing the ball, I'm like, he's going to shoot a three right here. You could, you could just feel it coming, and you're thinking, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, go to the basket. And he pulled up, you're like, oh, man. Had it, a just, brain fart. it was incredibly disappointing to see that happen. I was like, so, call a timeout. Please, something. Just design so, go to the hoop. Let's say this. Yeah, I was just going to say, even if there's not a timeout, there was so much pressure already on Denver. Yeah. Why let them off the hook? Yeah. Keep the pressure on them. The pre- even, Trav, even if they got to the free throw line, they hit two free throws and it's a one-point game, and it's still two possessions as in Lakers are still going to get the ball back. Do you know how much pressure is on the Nuggets Huge. there? I, I felt like he and let them off the hook. And they were panicking, out. He let them off the hook. To your point, too, about the pressure, to kind of put them together with what I was saying, the, the Nuggets were tight. They were really tight at that point in the game, and you did let them off the hook. And then, look, we'll, we'll come back and we'll get into more of this as well because I know Laker fans want to get into it, 877-710-ESPN. After he had the turnover on, was it the next possession or the possession, possession after that? that? Yeah. 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 We got a foul right there. They, they Everybody stopped, and I think they kind of took their cue from LeBron that I'm okay. 
I'm not okay with it. But LeBron's three-point shot, I, I guess and I can live with it. But when you turn that ball over, you got a foul. The game was not over. I know it's incredibly disappointing, but they let another six, seven seconds come off that clock before they finally got the clock stopped again with a foul. I thought that was as big of a deal as the bad shot selection, just not reacting in the moment. Like you, The game's not over. Somebody fouls somebody, and because LeBron kind of went, ugh, it felt like the other four guys on the court kind of followed his lead. Yeah, that body language, that's a good way to put it. The, the, the body language that he had is the same body language the whole team had. And, and he and he was the first one, right? He had the he he sets just it up. like uh mm-hmm. at, at first I'm like, are they just gonna let the clock run out? And then, no, we're just gonna let six seconds come off the clock instead of Yeah, it was a there was a lot going on at the last part of that Slee. And LeBron was good last night, but a couple of very, very questionable decisions. Speaking of questions and decisions, Lindsay Baseball. Producer of the Afternoon Show, coming up next. It's Ask Lindsay on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, with the multiple Mandy Award-winning producer of the Ask, uh, of the Afternoon Show, is. Lindsay Baseball. Lindsay, how are you feeling this morning? Um, I'm a little bummed about the Lakers losing last night, but I am just like you guys. I'm very optimistic, and I'm not too distraught about it. I'm very looking forward to game two. I wish it was Trav, tonight. I'm going to tell you this. Lindsay texting me yesterday. Basically breaking down the game, breaking down that look look how many look at the offense of the Denver Nuggets, look what Joker had to do, and it's still a one possession game. Kind of the same thing. So uh she had uh, similar feelings and thoughts than us. All right, you ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. First one is from Travis at LA Live, and it is uh is Radio Tinder taking down Astley in the top two moments of your radio career. Um hmm. I'm going to say winning the award was, but again, no <laughs> offense to Slee. I do not believe it was an upset. And it's, it's not a knock so much at, at Ask Slee as it is. I mean, Radio Tinder was long, or has been around for a long time. It was also on two completely different shows at two completely you different day parts. You promote your stuff, Lindsay. You promote, you know? it's, promote it's that around, damn thing. It's been around for a while. And plus, you guys did kind of have like the same ten people asking Ask Slee questions that first couple months, right? Well, now we're up to like twelve, so we're yeah. Good there's now. twelve we got, now. We got a much they're all going to be here for Ask Lindsay. <laughs> well, I know that I got to watch out this year, then, right? There you go. All right, let's start right here. This is from Chris, and it says, "What's something you did as a kid that you wish you had stuck with?" Hashtag Ask Lindsay. I wish I played soccer like all throughout my childhood and into my sophomore year of high school. And I wish I still played because I have serious anger management problems. <laughs> and like, I wish I did like, you know, intramural or whatever, just like rec league soccer as an adult, because it really definitely helped me get rid of my anger. <laughs> How does your anger manifest when it, when you're having trouble managing it? What do, what happens? I mean, usually it's arguments with my brother. Like I got in last night over the game because he <laughs> thinks Denver's winning in five. But, um, I mean, that's just, like, sports are a big part of it, to be honest. I get really, really, like, unreasonably mad watching sports. You could always join kickball. Oh, yeah, you know what? I would love kickball, except I don't think I'd be very good at it. Emily's a kickball professional. Emily, could you use Lindsay on your team? We could. We could use Lindsay on our team. We have to sign up for the June uh, one, so who knows? I mean, if I play soccer, I could probably play kickball, right? I just haven't played it in so long. That's a good idea. Look into that. See, she's helping you with your uh, with your anger management, and you're getting out and having some fun with some new people. It's a it's a win win, Lindsay. Right? Yeah. Thank you, Emily. All right. Francis in Glendale has which celebrity have you been confused for? Ask Lindsay. I've never been confused for a celebrity. 
You don't get the, oh, you look like blank. That's never happened to you? No, never. I mean, I feel like I have been told I have very unique features and like, I'm, I, you know, like I, I've never been told I look like someone else. Well, I can't is, even think of anyone. Can you? Well, this is where our people tend to step up, Lindsay, and they because they're very good at saying this person looks like that person. I get a lot of uh, Larry the Cable Guy and Brett Bert Kreischer's along the way. <laughs> oh, come on. Be- you don't look like either of them, Travis. <laughs> well, that but see, this is it's there's just enough where we got gray beards, a little heavy that it's, it's just more Jeb close Bush. enough. More, yeah, do I'll take Jeb Bush pre <laughs> pre beard. There was some Jeb Bush. Uh, I have one from Francis in Glendale again. He says, uh, which ESPNLA show tandem would win a wheelbarrow race and why? Hmm. That's a great question. Oh, that's an easy one, though. I feel like it would probably be Sedano. Yeah, for sure. Because they no offense to everyone else, but they're probably the most athletic. Who's on their hands and who's carrying the feet? <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I, Cappy's I think carrying Cappy Sedano. Would, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Sedano's definitely more coordinated. I, and his, they're probably know. saying during the race, like, one, two, one, two, <laughs> one. Like, it's perfectly synchronized, too, the whole way. Uh, yes, I'll, they do have good chemistry. Do you do you think that uh, – are you going to take any offense to what she said a minute ago, that they're the most athletic duo on the show? I think that we could give them a run for our money in, well, in a variety I, I, of things. Here's the question. Is it – if – let's use as an example. All right, we're going to run a 10K – you and I are, and they're going to run a 10K. Yeah, they're going to beat us in that. Okay, right. <laughs> so I think that's it, the question. If we're going to play pickleball. We're going to win. And we don't really have to move. That's different. <laughs> well, it's so like, I think it just like depends a, on the it's sport. It's like a, uh, a decathlon. We're going to come up with a lot of different things and a lot of different disciplines. Some will involve endurance, which we might not thrive at, but some other yep. hand-eye things. If it's like air hockey and at. ping pong, I think we're good at Pickleball, that. darts, pool, bar yep. shuffleboard. Yeah, I think Bowling. the average decathlon, they'd probably have you in that. Well, you're going decathlon with, like, athletics. I'm talking about right. games that fat it guys can play. athleticism <laughs> was the question, Travis. Yeah, but I like to take the questions and turn them into things that okay. I can win at. You well, know. I mean, Lindsay, if you're going to go more games than, than athleticism, then, yeah, maybe you guys are, you know, maybe you guys are the ringers. All right, Lindsay, here's Manson on Twitter, okay? What would you prefer? Having a boyfriend who can always make you laugh or having a boyfriend who can always cook for you? Uh, someone who can make me laugh, 1,000%. That's kind of across the board, right, Em? It, it, Lindsay, because everything that I've ever heard of, I want somebody that can make me laugh, right? That handsome would be great, cook could be great, funny, but it's funny is always at the top of the list. Yeah, and yes. I think also a lot of people who are funny can also tend to be good cooks too. So it kind of is, a, is in the same circle. Nope in this uh, in this circle he's basically <laughs> making you cereal. But damn, is he funny? John- my my best friend he makes fun of me so bad because I say that my celebrity crush is Tom Segura, and he's like, oh, he's just like such a dad, regular guy. And I was like, I don't know. To me, he's so handsome. Like, I don't know. He's just so funny. I I don't know. I love him. I get Tom Segura every once in a while, Lindsay. I'm just telling you that. That happens occasionally as well. Okay, Trav. I don't see the resemblance. I don't see it. I don't see a resemblance in any of these things. John <laughs> in Huntington Beach, what is your in-and-out order? Go. Um, I don't really like in-and-out, not going to lie. <sighs> not that I don't like it. I just don't eat it a lot. Okay, let's wrap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you guys know. Well, I'm is from- it that, but I think that's fair. I think there are some people who are passionate and Travis who never wants to talk to you again. Or there's other people. It's like, yeah, it's in and out. I go to it every once in a while. Yeah, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I'm from the Midwest, so in and out's not like a thing there. And it's you know, there's other like fast food burgers. I feel like I would prioritize over that. 
All right, Lindsay, I have one more, too. Uh, so, is Cappy worried at all that Travis is coming for his Man of the People Award? <laughs> uh, I would say no, because I think I think Cappy's got it locked up. I'm not going to lie. I think Cappy is a, a Man of the People. People love him. He's got his Cappy cast. He's got Cappy's always making friends. He's, I don't know if you guys have seen in Emily and I's office, one of the faithful listeners of both Sedano and Cap and the Cappy cast down south, um, Tommy Tommy is the listener's name, took a selfie with Cap, framed it, and autographed it, and now it is in my office. <laughs> it is pretty great. <laughs> like, that's just one of many gifts that Cappy has been given at the various remotes we've been on. They love him. Good job, Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll do it again before too long. A little Ask Lindsay today. Uh, Slee, let's talk more about LeBron's shot selection. Let's talk more about the decision not to foul at the end and talk about what's coming up in game two. It's all straight ahead. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.